bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. You all make sure you hit the Truth Talk and Text line at 833-212-1017. You can also listen live now by, by downloading the Truth app in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores. And so today, everybody... Um, on my way in, I have been thinking about, you know, what do we what are we what are we going to talk about? What are we going to cover today? And it's it's ironic that Tory was talking about, as I caught the ending of his show, um, just that we are the ones we've been waiting for and the politics and the policy and all these things that happen. And I had been watching. I've been listening to the news and watching the news. And I want to run some thoughts by you all. And again, I want you all to call in, chime in. Uh, And what I want to do is see if via a few headlines, I want you all or I want to examine, you know, do you all know why our political system is the way that it is? Like, do you do you I know we know is jacked up, but do you know why? Do you know what perpetuates that? And. What I want to talk about in giving some of these headlines is sort of a behind the scenes look at what happens. Because many times you all, the public, when you see these things on TV, particularly when elected officials or government there, you're seeing them in the meetings, you see them standing on the floor making speeches. A lot of that stuff is not necessarily uh, I don't want to use the word um, orchestrated maybe choreographed to a certain degree. I don't even know if that's the best word, but a lot of that stuff we already know, or politicians already know what's going to happen. And so the people that are seeing all this stuff are that are typically not in the know tend to be you all the public. And so I want to start looking at, okay, do you all understand truthfully 
why this situation that we live in in this political system, why it is the way that it is. For example, I was coming in and you all know how many, I mean, how many shootings have we had? How many shootings have we had in, in, a, in how many mass shootings have we had? Um, and then why haven't we done something about it? Because that's, that's, uh, that's political. The United States has experienced 565 mass shootings so far this year. Did you all know that? The United States has experienced 565 mass shootings so far this year. Now, when you listen to that, you know, you all, you all, we only hear about what, maybe three, maybe four. But think about that. 565. And so we only hear about the ones that make the news. And elected officials, particularly on the federal level and in some on the state level, do you ever wonder, well, with all of this stuff, with kids dying, with people dying, why why is this so hard for us to figure out? Why, why haven't we figured this thing out? And I want you all to chime in and call me, hit me on the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. And I want to hear from you. Why do you think? Our political system and the structure keeps us from solving things like 565 mass shootings in one year. And I can tell you that there are a couple of things that play into it. Number, and I don't want to, I'm not ranking these by priority or level of importance, but I'm just going to name, name them. And so this mentality or ideology that voting doesn't matter could not be further from the truth. And I'll tell you why and explain why. Because your voting offsets the agendas of certain people. I'll say that again. You voting can offset the agenda and the money when you educate yourself about a candidate of certain people. If you are not against people who are not with you on your issues, then the opponent, whoever that may be, in the case of the gun lobbying, it is the NRA. Your voting for certain people can offset the fact that you have certain people in office whose response to 565 mass shootings is it's not the it's not the guns it's the person did you also know that we're one of the we may be the only leading country that really hasn't addressed this issue because there are things you can do to make sure that people who have issues mental health issues are not getting clear to get guns in the latest report I was listening and there were so many red flags from this from from the from this gentleman. Uh, he had punched one of his friends and said he was going to commit a mass shooting. He had been arrested. 
he had been uh, submitted to a place for mental health checking. There were so many things that said, hey, this guy shouldn't be out or he needs a lot of help. And so what you'll often hear is, well, the Second Amendment rights. You can still have Second Amendment rights and not allow folks who uh, need help to not just be able to walk and go get a gun. I mean, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, everybody. So when you don't vote, you allow people who are against you or against your agenda You allow their candidate to particularly win. And so in this case, we hear people say, well, it's the Second Amendment. Well, we don't want to we don't want to get rid of guns. Well, it's not the guns. It's the people. Those are true, but we're not even making attempts to make it more difficult for people to get guns. Even after children are dying, 565 mass shootings, we still hear elected officials on a federal level go, well, it's, we, we don't need to have those kinds of rules or policies in place that would even make it harder. I'm still I still want to know. So I still need someone to convince me how a gun that fires 100, 200 some rounds in a second, how that's beneficial to hunting. Like what? Are, what are they hunting? Z, the predator, a xenomorph. What, what are they hunting, man, that that you need a. <laughs> what what are you hunting that that's the weapon you need, right? Sasquatches. <laughs> that's right, Sasquatches. You know, so that's one thing. Another thing is that when you, <clears throat> if you don't understand the roles in the chess that's played in politics, then you continue to get what we've been getting. Because most, let me give you a breakdown. And this is not scientific. It is my opinion. So I'm going to disclose that even though I hate opinions. But this is from experience in the legislature. And from traveling around the country and even around the globe, dealing with other legislators, I'd say there's some truth to it. So let's say out of 100 elected officials, right? Out of 100 elected officials on any level, any municipality, any bureaucracy, you have maybe 10 that really, really know what they're doing. Out of 100, you got 10 that really, really know what they're doing. They also know how to get things done. Another 60 to 70 are people who just there. They just got the job. They just they just there. They got the job is it's a it's a decent job. You get benefits. Um, You know, the pay is okay. You're not going to become a millionaire, but it's all right. You can live. And then you got another maybe 20 to 30 who just like the attention. They don't care about getting stuff done. They they like the camera. And these are mostly the people you see, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. And I'm not I don't know her as a person. Um, These are the the folks who they like the drama. And they don't care about actually solving problems. So that's your really. So so in most cases, that's your breakdown. 
And so as we go to break and come back, I want you all to get prepared and chime in on why do you think our system is the way that it is? Have you ever really given real thought to that? And I want to take sort of a behind the scenes kind of examination of why that is. We'll have more conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, and born like this. Immaculate conception, not transformed like this. Perform like this, without you a new weapon. Not this is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, I am Jason Fields. In for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. The Greater Milwaukee Urban League's 38th annual Black and White Ball is this Saturday, and we want to bring the celebration to you. Tune in to 101.7, The Truth's Black and White Ball After Party Show, hosted by Dr. Ken Harris and Tori Lowe this Saturday from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Dr. Ken and Tori will be joined by the Who's Who of Milwaukee and may even have some surprise famous stars. So make sure you get in all on the fun by tuning in to the Black and White Ball After Party Show this Saturday from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the new 101.7 The Truth. So we were talking about, and caller, hold on, I'm going to come to you. Why do you all think our system is the way that it is? I mean, we know it's jacked up. But have you ever given thought about why it is? And so, Michael from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. What you got for us, Michael? Well, <clears throat> my opinion, based on observation and looking at the history of uh, this American system is, it's not really a, so much of a country as it's a corporation. When you think about the different brides, when you think about the different people, who we think about the double standards between people who are who are poor or middle class and people who are super rich for the same type of crimes. It's, it's simply a business corporation. It's, it's about money. I'm not saying that there aren't any uh, honest politicians in the office. I would never say that. I don't know. For one thing, I don't know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. But basically, this is a corporation, and it's run by the philosophy of capitalism. Thank you, Mike, for the call. And for those of you who don't know, America is a corporation. America is literally a corporation. And not to digress on it too much, but, Michael, I'm glad you pointed it out. Um. America is a corporation, and in fact, your Social Security number, when you start seeing what's linked to it, to a certain degree, we all are property of America. We all are products of America. And so, Michael, I'm glad you said that because maybe we'll do a show on that. 
on how deep this thing really gets. But, Michael, I think you have a, a good point that this is a corporation and a lot of it has to do with money. And we're going to talk about some of that in some of these headlines. Christopher Ford, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. What you got for us, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to, to, to kind of chime in on the fact that a lot of what we're seeing in the state of Wisconsin, especially uh, in the last 10, 20 years, is the result of a very strong gerrymander uh, that our political maps have had over that time frame. Uh, what we need to realize is is that gerrymandering is essentially redrawing or redistricting in a way to provide a majority representation of one group versus the other uh, that is completely unfair and completely related to a political agenda. In the state of Wisconsin, we see that gerrymandering being skewed towards the GOP or the Republican Party. When you have that, essentially what you have is the ability for politicians to select their voters instead of the opposite, right, the voters selecting the politicians. Um, and what we've seen over the, the last 10 years, especially with the most recent census, is, you know, voters aren't able to have representation at the state level to reflect what they need in their neighborhoods and what they need in their communities. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of hot button topics that are going on right now in terms of, you know, potential um, uh, impeachment of Janet Protasiewicz um, and also, you know, uh, reassessing the, the maps as they are right now with the significant gerrymandering as is. Uh, so it's something that, you know, Wisconsin, especially Milwaukee voters, need to kind of take a special interest in uh, and continue to fight for fair maps and fair representation uh, as we move forward. Christopher, great point, man. Thank you for the call and for the uh, dropping that, dropping those gems on us. Uh, Christopher is right when you, you know, so far we and I agree with both callers and Christopher is right when you start looking at the power moves and power struggles um, that the gerrymandering allowing elected officials to pick who they want to represent and, and not the other way around. And what I really love what he said was, Milwaukee, we need to start paying attention to these things. Because what happens is this is how you get from, you know, nine elected African-American elected officials to now eight, then seven. And you start seeing people who don't necessarily have your best interests at heart being the ones who are in office. And then when you couple that with this whole money and the games you start to see it playing out. And sometimes, you know, boys and girls, when chaos or discord is sown and confusion is sown and you get tired of dealing with it, that's a tactic as well. That's a tactic as well. I see the great Michael Hope from Milwaukee. Uh, you all big brother, mentor, uh, Mike was one of the first people when I ran for office, I literally went to go ask him, hey, man, I'm planning on running for office. One, as an elder and a brother I respect, will you back me? Do I have your permission and support? So, Mike, you're on the new one on one seven of truth. What's up, big brother? Uh, brother, well, you know, you got my support. I was mad that you left. <laughs> He's the only one who was actually doing anything. It speaks volumes. You talk about disempowerment. It speaks volumes that uh, before they chased you out of there for doing what you were supposed to do, that you had more bills passed in the law than all of the black elected state representatives combined. 
because you know I was fired and said you go. But, you know, I, I was calling because your brother hit me on the gerrymandering. And it is important in terms of, of, of our representation. But people shouldn't get so caught up thinking that, you know, when this uh, state Supreme Court switches things around, it's necessarily going to benefit us because we're packed into southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah. And the reality is, when they come up with these districts, which I anticipate the liberal faction will do, uh, they're going to have us with some like 60% majority. And you remember what happened when that happened to Polly Williams' district. The white folks get out and vote. We don't. So you can call it a, a you know, majority black district, but we end up with white representation. Yeah. We got a couple of there now. So don't don't hinge all of our hopes on on this gerrymandering thing uh, because unless we start moving out, it's not going to have the effect that that we anticipate. But 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 you also you know going back to your original question, you know I can I can come up with a whole bunch of you know one liners about the disintegration of the black nuclear family and the institutions and our moving away from God and the church and all the rest of that. But you know. Uh, what I've seen over 40 years of observations and reporting on what I've seen, uh, we, we have been so brainwashed, we don't participate. For your audience, on November the 8th, next Tuesday at 6.15 at 4201 North 27th Street, a group of North Division alumni, including principals and, and and politicians and, you know, all kind of folks, uh, laymen, etc., are going to hold a community meeting so we can take over North Division. North Division is the only black high school in 53206. It is also the worst high school in the entire state of Wisconsin. And that's not me saying it. This is the U.S. Department of Public Education. This is it's the Department, the State Department of Public Instruction. North has the lowest graduation rates, the lowest proficiency rates for black students for math, reading, and science in the entire state of Wisconsin. And they have a, the, the, the school board has ignored us. You know, uh, uh, it's become a dumping ground. This is the institution that produced General Colcroft and Gwent Moore and Howard Fuller, et cetera. And today is nothing but a dumping ground and an embarrassment to our community. And we have to understand that this school built for 1,500 kids now has less than 400 kids, and there are entities who want to take it over. So if black folks are really talking about empowerment instead of talking and, and complaining all the time and making all these stupid generalizations about what we don't do and what they do and all all the rest of this show up next Tuesday, six fifteen at forty two oh one North Twenty Seventh Street. Add your names, and your voices to the list. We want our North Division. We want to turn it into a, a non-mentality charter that the black community can control. They do it for the Hispanics. They, they they do it for the Mons. It's time they did it for us. The president of our organization, Call to Action, is Matt Weddle. The vice chair is Eileen. So, you know, we, you know, I've been on it. There's dozens of people 
on this organization. The NSCP has just joined us in this. So instead of talking yang, black community, get off your tired butts and put your name on the list and do something besides complaining. Because if you turn around, Nick, we've lost three generations of children. Why black folks to sit on their butt and listen to these white folks orchestrate our education. As Malcolm X said, anyone who allows somebody else to educate your children is a fool. And we've been allowing that, and we're getting nothing back in return except poverty, misery, and despair. Now, that's, that's my speech for the week. <laughs> See, Jason, how you just rob me up? Like All that? the time, man. This is like the good old days. <laughs> Thank you, big brother. Yeah, so, okay. um, you know, I think it's um, Mike hit on a lot. And I think part of that is when you look at, again, when we talked about education, it's it's odd how that story is similar to the same story that brought about uh, all of those guys getting together for the Milwaukee Parental Choice Program. And that's where I think we as black folks missed it. We forgot that our kids weren't getting educated. And so you had a group of people who Michael Holt just mentioned go to the state, to the city, and say, we want our own system, we want our own stuff. And then slowly but surely, you all, what happens is they start picking black folks off or they turn you against each other. And you end up thinking because somehow you have some support that somehow, you know, this is the wrong thing to do. You know, when you start looking at how do we start protecting and growing ourselves? We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, and for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And we are talking about the question on the table is, why do you think our system is as jacked up politically as it is? And I want you all to make sure you hit the Truth Talk and Text line at 833-212-1017. You can also... Stream and watch us live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 The Truth and 101.7 The Truth.com. And so, what I want to do is sort of examine by looking at some of today's headlines about why that is. And before I do that, you all should know that Tuesday, November 7th at 435 West North Avenue, uh, the AKAs are partnering with the Greater Milwaukee Urban League. 
and they're doing a pathways to public office. If you're passionate about making a difference in your community, if you ever considered running for public office but unsure where to start, join this nonpartisan, informative, and empowering event designed to help kickstart your journey into the world of public service. This is a free event and it's open to the public. I believe myself, uh, Senator Lena Taylor, um, I believe Melissa Coggs, and former um, candidate for Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor William Martin will be there and talking about some of that. And I can tell you that nine times out of 10, one of the reasons why people are not successful at running for office is because you really don't have an idea of what it is. Um, And we'll talk about this more, but before I get back into our discussion and Al from Milwaukee, I see you, I'm going to come to you in a second. One of the mistakes, and we'll address this at the event, uh, running for office is not as easy as people think. It's, It's hard work. We have a rule, those of us who ran for office, that if you're not doing 100 doors a day, you probably won't win. We also know that if you plan to run for office and the elections or the campaign starts in June, let's say you weigh 125. If I see you in April and you at 140, then I know you're not going to win because that means you haven't been out there knocking on doors, meeting people. And so usually that rule of thumb is accurate. It is very accurate. And then you need to quit listening to all your friends and family who never run for office, but swear up and down. They gurus and strategists at politics. So we'll cover some of that. Al from Milwaukee, you're on the new one on one seven of truth. What you got for us, Al? Well, I'm going to keep it short and brief. The reason why we don't have no, no black leaders in Milwaukee is a, a lot of black folks are angry, jaded and bitter. Mm. And they own something personal. Mm. Also, with a, a lot of what a lot of these uh, black folks, you have the ones who claim they black, but they really for the white. Mm. And then the ones who are and the ones who are loud and vocal, they look at them being ignorant. But when they're white and vocal, they look at them as powerful. So that's the problem we have here. See, if you have a mountain lion who said you can put me up against anybody and I'm going to talk to you in one language, black people going to fall back because they worry about what white people think. White people don't care about what you, what we think. They're going to deliver it whether you like it or not, either on ice or you're going to have it straight. Black people care too much about what people think. Mm. So if you had a mountain lion who was ready to go in battle, black people wouldn't stand behind them because, one, they're angry, jaded, bitter, and some of them, want to reap the benefits, but they don't want to help with the work, you know? So it's just like with, uh, with all these mass shootings, the mass shootings, they're not going to stop the mass shootings because gun and guns is power. You take away the guns, they have no power. But if black people wanted to use some psychological warfare, if black people start buying AR-15s, Mossbergs, 44 Magnum, 357, 28 gauge shotguns, they will, Change them gun laws quicker than them quicker than that failed religion and the Bible scriptures because you can't have black people with too much power. Divide and conquer. Keep people divided, and they can continue to do what they do. That's why they're not changing the gun laws because if you take away the guns from the mass shooters, they will have absolutely no power. And that's all I have to say. Al, I like like always, Al. I, 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 there are things that you say that I am. Um, I just, I'm, I'm glad to hear them. Um, 
you know, one of the things that I think, you know, I think it was a comedian or somebody who pointed this out. He said, if you really want to change the gun laws, start giving black folks guns. Start making, start, start having a, a onslaught of black folks starting to go get guns. And I bet you those gun laws would change in a heartbeat. Uh, so LT said the current political situation is jacked because of the two term election of black president Barack Obama. His election put white America into shock and their racism led them to jump to the far end of the spectrum and electing Donald Trump. I agree with that. Who said with his actions that you no longer need to hide your racism. We're going to have from a collective some work working together country to polar opposites and nobody seems to care on the Republican side. This is now all cutthroat LT. I, you know, I, I agree with that sentiment. It is and part of, why I wanted to have this show was almost kind of a warning that you all, this thing is going to get ugly. It's already ugly, but please understand it can get worse. And I want to give you some examples um, and headlines and little talk about some of that. We talked a little about, about guns, but as I told you all before that out of a, a hundred elected officials, right? You got maybe 10 to 10 to 20, 20% at most that really know what they're doing. And then you could probably reduce that by about 5% of people who really know how to get things done. And usually it's, it's, it's people who are independent thinking. They're not controlled by a group. Those people are also always your biggest threats, right? Because they can't necessarily be controlled. And so when you start factoring in all the people who have their agendas, if you think for yourself and you don't just follow anything, then you become a threat. And so let's take the on the federal case. Just want to examine uh, Senator Tuberville, whose stonewalling of military confirmations is now starting to make even Republicans go, hey, man, you doing too much. <laughs> So Tuberville's former ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, became the first GOP presidential hopeful to actually criticize Tommy Tuberville's blockade of senior military nominations. So for all of you who don't know, one man, because he disagrees with the Pentagon's policy on reimbursing personnel who travel to get abortions. He like he's like, you know what? If you all don't change that, no more promotions, no more nominations, everything is going to be at a standstill. One guy is holding up in the middle of two wars, <laughs> our military. So when I said you have 10 to 20 people who really know what they're doing, you got 60 to 70 who they just there. They just want the attention. Then you have another 10 to 20 who throw bombs. They're not there to get anything done. They just want to be seen. They just like the drama. Senator Tuberville is one of those people. He's one of those people who's saying, I don't care about the fact that we're in the middle of two wars. I don't care about the fact that, you know, our military needs to get this under wraps. I don't care about any of that because 
You all are not changing your policy that personally I believe should be changed. One of the issues that we have and one of the reasons why I think our system is as it is, is because people forget, particularly elected officials, that you are a representative. And that's very hard to keep mind of because what happens is people get in these positions and slowly but surely, if you don't surround yourself by people who don't tell you your stuff stink, you start feeling yourself. You start thinking. You won't say it, but you start thinking I'm, I'm akin to a little king or a prince. You start thinking this is your kingdom. And the problem with that is when you start getting into that mindset, you stop caring about what other people who voted for you feel and believe it's all based on your action. Let me give you a clear example. You know, I, I can't necessarily say I agree or I'm 100 percent strong on abortion. I, I can't say I personally feel that way. What I can say is that I'm not going to sit up here. And when I was a state representative in the 11th Assembly District, say to all the people who did believe that a woman should have that right, that that's a choice between a woman, which I do believe. I'm not going to sit there and just be, and go forget that I'm going to feel the way I feel and vote the way I feel. The moment you start doing that, you become you don't become a representative. The moment your personal feelings and how you feel overshadows the people who sent you there, whether you agree or disagree at the moment you put your feelings in your your philosophies, your mindset, the moment you make it about you, you are no longer a representative. You are no longer the person that people voted to represent them. You are about you. I don't care whether you agree, disagree with the issue. The moment you say to yourself, I feel this way, forget what the people who sent me here feel, I'm going to go that route. You do a disservice Unless you're public or the people don't have all the information, which is a lot of times the case. But when it's clear cut, the moment you put your personal agenda ahead of all the people who voted for you, you do a disservice. Kind of why I was like, I stood for school choice. You want to know why? Because most of the people in the 11th Assembly District, guess what? That's where they stood. So I couldn't listen to somebody else's agenda over those people who voted for me. So in the case of Tuberville, he's saying, you know what? No, I don't care about that. Unless y'all turn around or turn over this policy, we're going to be in this position. Now, here is my issue a lot of times with those elected officials, and I want to use Nikki Haley's example. I appreciate, these. this is her quoting this, I appreciate what Tuberville's trying to do like, it's totally wrong. She agrees that it's wrong. She, she stands with her on the policy. But she's saying, have we gotten so low that this is, how, this is how we go about stopping those kinds of policies? Then she says this. Haley drew upon the fact that her husband deployed in June. Here's my issue. It shouldn't take for you to be personally involved before you start having empathy for other folk. And you see that a lot with uh, particularly elected officials that now it's not an issue until it affects them. 
The hypocrisy is crazy to me. So Tuberville is one of those people. So he objected to around 60 motions to get around his stance. But if y'all want to know the truth, everybody knew that was going to happen. Everyone knew that was going to happen. So we're going to have more of this conversation on the side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, filling in for my brother, the great Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. Uh, From the talking text line, we have certain black people that will vote for Donald Trump simply because they do not agree with people's lifestyles, such as abortion, transgender. So they waste their vote based on their personal views instead of letting God be the judge. Great point. You know, great point. One of the things that I think we in our community have to do is stop becoming just I've never understood this concept. I'm a one issue voter (laughs) like I, I don't. That makes no sense to me. Like that literally makes no sense to me. So your one issue trumps everything else. No pun intended. So I'm a Christian. You know. I don't believe in this. Great. But you'll vote for a racist. You'll vote for a person, a misogynist. You'll vote for a person. Like, so, so that one issue trumps all the others. I've never understood that. Now, if you want to vote for whoever, that's your prerogative. I mean, that's your thing. If you agree with that stuff, hey, do you. But to sit there and just say, well, I have this one issue and that's the only thing that matters. It's not. It's really not. Because what happens if this person, great, they're 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 against abortion. Okay, cool. But it's okay that they are racist? It's okay that they let their family come and get two mil two billion dollars. I think it's two million, two billion dollars. That's okay. I'm supposed to drain the swamp, but you actually increased the swamp. You made it bigger. That's okay. I'm a Christian, but we can grab women by the, that's okay. I've never understood that. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but as an intellectual, and I consider myself to be, that's stupid. That's stupid. It's as if you're ignoring everything else. I don't, I don't, I don't see how you sleep at night if that's you. Because that makes no sense. It's dumb. It makes absolutely no sense. So 
the discussion on the table is why is our system so jacked up? Why is it that we know what needs to be done? I mean, I think if we all took inventory, you all, we kind of know, right? (laughs) Right? Like you don't have to be, for the most part, a nuclear physicist to figure out some of this stuff. Like you kind of know what needs to be done. And so then why isn't it being done? And when we come back from break, I'm going to go into the sort of behind the scenes stuff on what happens on all levels of government. And it has to do with people get threatened. Um, when you're running for elected office, it takes money. And as much as people want to believe that the community is just going to come out, come out and support you, that sound good. But how are you going to get to the community? Because you need to send out mailers. You need to do doors. You need to have a commercial now. You need to be on the radio, particularly black radio. Ads not cheap. So maybe if you lucky and you well known and you know a lot of people like in most of my races, I probably spent the least amount. But I mean, I knew a bunch of black folks. And so and I knew the community. I had other people who knew. So I had people. But when I ran for comptroller, believe it or not, I spent the I spent the least amount. But I couldn't. But and I came in second place. Well, in the first in the first. Yeah, I think I came in either second or first in the first go round. I think I came in first. Yeah, I came in first. So you need money and it's expensive. And so on one hand, there's the dilemma that people have. And so when we come back as to why our system is so jacked up, we're going to dive a little bit into that. So we'll have more of conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth.